How's it going, friends and family of the internet? Welcome to the Real AF TV podcast, a show about fishing and random takes from the land of 10,000 lakes. I'm one of your hosts, Josh Labar. And I am Tim Wagner, a host as well. I've, I don't know. Hostess, like, do I, host with the mostest. The host with the mostest sounds like an insult to you, though. I'm the host <laughs> with the most. Josh is also here. And <laughs> and we're started off with a bang. Yeah, and for sure, Josh is the host with the most. Josh actually hosts, and I just kind of go, "Yep, that's yep." <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. I was listening to the last episode. I was like, "Shit, I think I talked too much last episode." I felt like nah. obligated Mm-mm. to talk a lot. I don't know why. Was it? We have a podcast where we both talk. It'd be fucking weird if you didn't talk much and I did everything. <laughs> Just like, oh, God, can you stop already? It's my turn, bro. <laughs> I want to talk. I, I'm hitting the I'm mic not, on it today. Neither, I'll say this. Neither of us are Burt Kreischer. God oh. damn. It, it, dude, if you listen to Two Bears, One Cave, Burt. <laughs> talks over tom constantly tom makes jokes about it all the fans make jokes about it and everybody is just like <laughs> when bert is gone everybody's like oh it's nice to hear tom talk for a minute <laughs> <laughs> well i hope that we make a good dynamic because this episode we are going to talk about adaptive fishing being adaptive fishermen yes Ap- adapting to what's going on and figuring it out, and that is definitely not my cup of tea. So that's <laughs> how I hope. I'm gonna ask a bunch of questions. Hopefully, you got answers. And then nope, in the second half, one... we're just gonna talk. <laughs> what? <laughs> I'm just saying, this one's all you. <laughs> <laughs> you get to take so, the bird crusher lead, and you just go off the whole time, and I'll just sit here and try to say things, and you cut me off again. i can do that i can do that okay so fishing news i got it from outdoor news again this place continues to come through all the time the headline is were those paddlefish worth the 70 g's that's my headline that's that's my headline 70 g monies yeah so man the I'll put the link in the description of the YouTube video. I always do that. So if you're you know listening to this on Spotify or Amazon or something like that, go over to the YouTube video and you can read the full article. It's a good, well put together article, of course, with outdoor news. But Dude, I'm gonna shit I, on this guy. Yeah, I got a I got a precursor to this story. I have no idea what's about to come, mm-hmm. but just based off of your headline, I can already tell you. Everybody, listen closely. This is why the DNR has rules. And you can't break them. <laughs> Shit gets really bad if you don't do what you're supposed to. Yeah. I don't, I literally have no idea what you're about to say. Yep. But mm-hmm. I totally know what you're about to say. Yes, you do. <laughs> <laughs> Which is exactly also why I'm going to just kind of shit on this dude a little bit because <laughs> that's 100% what this is. It's just when I started reading the article because it was just like, man, poach some paddlefish. And I'm like, man, what the fuck? Because we talked a lot about the paddlefish in uh, episode 34, I believe it was. Yeah. Let me just yep. check my notes here. It was our dams uh, episode. Yeah. Yeah. In episode 34. Yep. So we talked a lot about them in there. So this sort of stuff gets my attention. And sure enough, you know, as 
what is it's known as uh, Operation Charlie, where the feds and the states come together to help bust uh, poaching stuff okay. like this. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the Lacey Act is basically what this guy was found in violation of. Now, I didn't go and get the 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 Lacey Act stuff. It's just like, hey, just know that that's what this is. So if you're curious about it, you know, you can go look it up yourself. We're going to just get into it here. So uh, a so-called commercial fisherman and known dickhead about town, Joseph R. <laughs> oh, shit, I practice it. The known dickhead about town. <laughs> is is Joseph Joseph R. Shiger. Yeah. Sashiger. That's what it is. Damn it. I practiced it too and I blew it. Uh, <laughs> from English, Indiana. What a dumbass name of a town. No, I'm kidding. I'm kidding, people of in- English, <laughs> Indiana. Um, it looks the way it got abbreviated was really dumb looking. But yeah, so this guy got six months. 60 months probation, 200 hours of community service, a $5,500 fine, and uh, $65,000 in restitution to the Ohio DNR. (coughs) Excuse me. Yeah, so I'm just, that's where the 70, you know, was that paddlefish worth 70 grand? So this guy was a commercial fisherman and he goes yeah. and he pulls a hundred and seven paddlefish from the Ohio river in Ohio with yeah. gill nets, all of which is illegal. Everything about that sentence is illegal. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Your reaction. Just go to the video. <laughs> I just... Go to the video on YouTube. Like, Tim's just shaking his head. Like, if anybody knows better, it's the commercial fisherman. Like, you know all the rules, or at least you should. You can't just yeah. get into that business. You know, you can't. Who gets into any business without knowing their shit? Like, that person probably knows how things work. That's how you start in that business. Because there's a bunch of. When you're right. talking commercial fishing, you're doing it to sell it for food and stuff. For the mm-hmm. most part, I'm, there's probably some other, you know, things that you can do with it. But right. for the most part, you're selling that stuff. And there's a lot of different things with the FDA that you got to, like, get cleared. So there's a lot of hoops and rules to jump, you know, through hoops to jump through, rules yep. to follow, not to jump through rules or whatever I just said. I know. What but <laughs> it's like, what are you what are you doing? You know, Seriously. and why paddle fish? That's. Did, did they say that? Did they say what he was doing with them? Yeah, yeah. So um, he he must have been a paddlefish. It didn't say this, but he must have been because he knew what to do with them. And he knew how to sell them. So he brought them back to Indiana. He crossed two... So he went through Kentucky from Indiana yeah. into Ohio, poached in Ohio, came back into Indiana through two states. So he crossed state lines, which is how the feds right. got involved. Right? Yeah, exactly. So he crossed state yep. lines with these fish, but he had to have known what he was doing with them because he was bringing them back to sell them in his shop. That's why I called him a commercial fisherman because he had a shop. He was selling the paddlefish in. I guess their row is really something people are into. So that's pretty dope. Oh, yeah. But they harvest them from the fish. It's not like they grab the fish and squeeze it out and put it back. 
So the fish is right. like harvested and um, they put them in. And this was hard for me to find, but he also sold them um, in bullets is what they called it in the article. I was like, what the hell's a bullet? Do you have any idea what that is, Tim, off the top of your head? Just No, I'm assuming it's probably like. Are they talking about the roe still? No, this was the actual fish itself. So, oh. yeah, no, I've they, never heard that term. That's weird. Yeah, I never heard heard it either. And it took a it took a decent little search to find it. And it's just the gutted fish without its tail and its head. So it's just like the torso. Oh, okay, that makes sense. Like just the shape. Yeah. yeah. So just yep, the, exactly. Okay, dude, yep. that's crazy. Yeah. The, Ooh, dude, that's then gotta you, be like, like the Asian market or something, right? If you're selling roe and paddlefish, oh, that's not anything I've seen I on like a a menu that I know of. I've never, well, you know, like maybe I don't. know, Maybe it's like a high end thing. It sounds like something you would get at a sushi restaurant, you know? Like not right, trying to roe. hate on mm-hmm. the Asian market. Like I'm just literally like I can't think of where else that would be sold. Yeah, you go to yeah. I love sushi, and they have all the you know the the row of a flying fish and the, you know, right. the eel and the octopus. You're like, I, I could totally see paddlefish on that right. menu. Oh, yeah. You know? Yep. So, yeah. dude. <laughs> 70. <laughs> yeah. 70 cheese. Yep. Yep. And, and you know, the, um, there's only two places still that the article said, there's only two places in the United States that still allow for commercial harvest of paddlefish. Okay. And so that's probably also why you don't see it anywhere because most of the time they're protected. Right. Or, yeah. You know what I yeah, mean? We talked about it that in the other we talked about it as well. Bit. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. And so there's only two places that are, and I, I didn't, it's uh, Indiana and Kentucky, but he did okay. all this in Ohio and went through those states, didn't have a license in Ohio, right? Like all this shit. So right. in Indiana, it may be more common to to see because they're the only two left or you know that in Kentucky they're the only two left yeah. that even allow commercial fishing of paddlefish so dude i wonder if that was all in one time too cuz that's like a decent operation like 150 fish that you're gill netting so you're probably like setting up these nets in this river but anyways oh what did you say 107 107 yeah still though like i mean you think those fish get pretty big so you're talking 107 yeah. fish you probably have like a refrigerated van or you have like a U-Haul right. with like 50 coolers or some shit. I don't know. <laughs> right. Cause they get you. They really yeah. can. Yeah. And then like, yeah. oh, dude, and then you're just, I'm going to bring it back a couple of States. I know where to get these. I'm just everything. And like, so I don't know about the DNR's different uh, rules in the different States and stuff, but you can get your boat confiscated for that. You can get everything confiscated. Like, so it's not just the 70 mm-hmm. G's. He probably lost his license to be a commercial mm-hmm. harvester and everything. Like you just completely yeah, yeah, yeah. ruined your life over this. It's not just yeah 70 grand. It's yeah. you. Fun- I mean, obviously you don't play by the rules anyways. You probably don't care much. There's probably some like, you're like right. the mafia of the fish market. Just like, tell <laughs> me what I can and can't do. I've been catching fish. I'm not supposed to for years, you know? But now you yeah, have everybody watching you closer too. too. So, right. So just good luck for you to screw up again. Yeah. Yeah. You're about to yeah. get busted on tax evasion, sucker. 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was just the, that's exactly why I wanted to put it in. It's just like, yeah, this is why the DNR exists because you have, these are protected fish almost everywhere. And yeah. just because this guy has the ability to do it in his state, you know, goes and it's just like, come on now, Jesus. Um, right. Yeah. Anyways, yeah. let's get into housekeeping. This episode is brought to you by Monster Bass and TV Patreon. That is patreon.com slash TV. But we'll talk about that later in a little bit more detail when we take the break in between the fishing topic and the oh, random take. I would also like to encourage you to share this with a friend and leave a review over on iTunes. Or Tim reminded us last episode, Spotify. The Spotify app, I think, is where you can review now on Spotify. Yeah. That'd be cool. Help us out. We'll be. Yes. Those algorithms love those reviews. The algorithm. Anyways. So, Tim, we got a topic here. We got a fishing topic that I thought of because of the shitty weather. Um, yeah. <laughs> which quick, is funny. Yeah. Let's get into this topic since you brought up shitty weather. It's nicer today and a lot of sunshine. So if you're looking at my camera and thinking like, oh, his white pants is off. And I got real sunburned today. <laughs> I'm red. That's We tried to fix it. We couldn't. And also, I'm cracking this open before it gets warm. Oh, yeah. What is it? This is hard Mountain Dew. What? Official. Yeah, right? Official. I didn't know. Yeah, I didn't know it was a thing. Like, what? and then I've I seen never heard it of this before. A, I saw it at a liquor store, and I, I deliver to the liquor stores, and one of the guys was like, "Yeah, I heard rave reviews or whatever," and I'm like, "Cool," and I didn't have any plans on buying it. And then I went there one day, and he's like, "Hey, you were asking about that, right?" And I was like, "Yeah." He's like, "Just got him in and handed me a can." He's like, "Try it." Nice. I was like, All right. Well, I'll do it right here. <laughs> I'm not gonna say no. Let's do it, Mountain Dew. Yo, yeah, that's not far off from Mountain Dew, dude. Holy shit! <laughs> it's zero sugar too, so I'm guessing. Oh, it's probably like the sucralose is like some sort of a magical sweetener. I don't know right, it's like right, necessarily good for you. But I've had some energy drinks where it's zero sugar, yeah, versus the regular one, and the zero sugar yep. one tastes better because sucralose is. Magic. I don't know if it's shitty for you, but it. Tastes pretty fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Everything I know about sucralose is your body does nothing with it. Goes in your mouth, goes out your ass. Yeah. Like you can't process it. It's a completely synthetic chemical. Your body knows nothing what to do with it, and it goes in one end and out the other. <laughs> as long now, as I, I get rid of it. I don't it, know any further. You know, <laughs> as long as it's not getting stuck in there and doing some damage, whatever. <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. Yeah, I'm, I'm pretty... I'm pretty damn impressed, man. I can barely tell there's That's alcohol cool. in here. That's wow. nuts. That's cool. Well, what percent? There you have it. And there's like four different flavors. This is the original. I was like, give me the original because I know what that tastes like at least. You know, right. I don't want to. Right. Anyways, adversity. Adversity. No, no. <laughs> Ad adaptivity. Adversity. Adaptivity. Is like... Same thing, Adversity. kind of. Right. So, uh, yeah. Uh, wait, hold on. What is, what is the amount of alcohol in that? 5%. I guess five hundred percent alcohol. 
You guessed it. There's a delay if you were watching at home. He guessed as I said it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Nailed it. It says 21 plus contains alcohol right on the top. Like, you don't have to do that on a beer. Like, they know. Like, hey, kids, this isn't Mountain Dew. Malt beverage with natural flavors, artificial sweetener, and, and artificial sweetener. No shit. There's no calories. How did you do <laughs> right. that? It's not how, right. how else would it be possible? <laughs> All right. Okay. Okay, Tim. So uh, let's let's talk about ad- adapting fishing. Like, so the the weather's been shitty. That yes. that was the that was what made me think of this topic because I was just like, well, how do you even how do you even adapt to this? And I was like, oh shit. Okay. There we go. There we go. Because you also watching the well, what ends up being spring late winter, early spring for us when the Bassmaster is going on. Yeah. Is, you know, they talk a lot about being, about adapting to the conditions and stuff like that too. And mm-hmm, I'm just like, mm-hmm. well, what does that mean exactly when, it, as, as someone who doesn't fully understand it, other than having tons of gear, well, I just have shit loads of gear. <laughs> that's right, what, sure. that's what adaptive fishing is. You're like, hey, it helps. Yeah. I'm sure it helps. That can't be the only thing, though. No. Uh-uh. No, You just having a bunch of gear isn't going to get you anywhere. I mean, <laughs> it will, but if you don't know how to use right. any of it or when to use it, that's not going to yeah. do you much good. Yeah. But, I mean, for the most part, adaptive fishing is understanding what the fish do when they do it. Studying the fish themselves is... I think almost more important than trying to learn how to fish to understand the fish's movement, why they're there, what they're doing. Right. Right. And try to get a feel for why they might not be there is probably more important because if you think that they're in Mm. one spot and you're wrong, you have to kind of, that's where the adaptiveness really comes in to just be like, You know, then you got to try to figure out, too, depending on, like, what your abilities are and what kind of electronics you have. Am I in the wrong spot or am I fishing the wrong way? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. so, So, I mean, a big part of it is, like, the temperature and, like, the barometric pressure, which will change. You know, like, if you're not familiar with the... Uh, barometric pressure. Anybody, I'm sure, you know, has seen the news and you see the weatherman or the weather lady or whatever you want to say, the non binary <laughs> weather, weather person. Per- person. <laughs> I don't we assume but, they are flesh and bone. <laughs> yes. I don't know. I would ass- maybe it's an I AI hologram. Maybe it is. That's they just, all of a sudden they're just like about to lift their hand and they're just like to the side of the screen and everything's lined up perfect and you're just like oh no are we in the matrix i don't know anyways this mountain dude's going in my head (laughs) (laughs) but yeah Uh, actually that was the first note that i had here because we say it all the time is be an amateur meteorologist like i've said it before we haven't said it lately but i think it's time to say it again right right and the part i was getting to with like the 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 weather people 
when they're showing you that thing and you see them, you don't really need to know what they're talking about. But when they're kind of like, we have this high pressure system from the north coming down to the south and then mm-hmm. the low pressure here, whatever. Mm-hmm. Those pressures actually make a difference that the barometric pressure mm-hmm. can turn fish on and they can shut them off. You know, it's weird. Yeah. So, sure. and it's not always a given, but for the most part, like that's what happens right before a storm hits oh. is that the, the pressure hits and then uh-huh. it drives the fish a little bit crazy and right. then they'll bite real good before the storm hits. And then right after the storm hits, you know, during the storm, it can be all right. And then mm-hmm. like the day after the storm, normally that fishing is pretty tough. Ah, okay. So yeah, there's, there's all these pressure systems. I've talked about this before, so I'm not going to get into like right everything yeah. of what you should be doing on these things. But right, like you said, being a, a amateur meteorologist, you know, learning what a cold front is and kind of understanding like what mm-hmm. you're dealing with when you're dealing with it, you know, as far yeah. as like a storm is about to come, you know, paying paying attention to what you got coming is a big deal. Right. Like if you're a weekend warrior and you know you're going to be fishing on the weekend, try to watch the weather and try to get a feel for what you're going to be doing before yeah. you go out there. It's uh, having a game plan is huge. Yeah. Cuz if you go out there with like you know, I'm going to I'm going to go out here and I'm going to fish super aggressive all weekend cuz I don't have a, you know, or like I get Saturday. I'm going to fish super <laughs> aggressive Saturday. Well, yep. maybe the weather isn't allowing you to fish super aggressive. So you need uh, to know that in advance because right, the weather, right. the, the temperature is another thing where like the cold front and the cold in general, like how we were, mm-hmm. how you were talking about the weather right now. Yeah. Like it's colder than it usually is right. this time of year. Like the yep. ice uh, is just getting off some lakes. Some lakes still have ice on it. Right. And that cold weather is makes the fish move slower it's just kind of built into it yeah okay you know yep Mm -hmm. so because of that you kind of have to fish slower too like when you're fishing and moving your bait fast it's just super unnatural to them because everything is moving slow so if you're moving your bait fast they're just kind of like i don't know know (laughs) yeah so what i'm hearing is the adaptive part about the, about like the weather and the barometric pressure and stuff like that that you're talking about is like don't go out with that preset in your head of I need to cover a lot of water because I have Saturday only and you're just going to go out and just cast real cast real just get out and just like cover water right adapt to the situation as the storm yeah. adapts as you get closer to Saturday like watch the forecast all week and then change your game plan morning of or uh, like right. put your game plan together the morning of. Yep. 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 Or even try to adapt during the day. If you still have oh. it in your mind, even if the weather is like, and you're like, I think it might still work. Try it. You know, that's up to you. Right. But if it doesn't work, you know, if you're out there and you're fishing hard and you're fishing fast and stuff, mm-hmm. then mm-hmm. that's where the adaptiveness really comes into to play where you have to switch it up. You know, if you're fishing fast and you're not getting any bites, then 
sometimes it becomes a question of like, am I in the wrong spot? Are the fish not even here? You know, like mm-hmm, this time mm-hmm. of year when the weather's cold and the water's, you know, just starting to warm up, almost everything is up in the shallows. Everything's moving up into the shallows. The bass sure. are thinking about spawning and they're starting to feed now and walleyes are up there and, you know, the crappies are about to go up and spawn and stuff. So it depends on what you're trying to fish for. But for the most part, everything's going sure. shallow because that water is warming up and they're all going up there to feed and stuff. So, you know, like right. if, if you're fishing deep, you're probably not going to catch much. There's probably not much where you are, <laughs> you know, there's uh-huh. exceptions to the rules, but the crappies with it being this cool, cold are probably pre-spawn. So they're like out in deeper water and stuff. But you know, anyways, if you're fishing in the wrong spot, that's a huge part. So, Maybe try to figure that out. But if you know, like, if you are fishing shallow this time of year, or you see, better yet, you see life, you see the fish, you have electronics, you know the fish are there, right? then yep. that's a pretty clear sign of whatever you're doing is not what you should be doing. <laughs> then then you either get, need to yeah, do, okay. then you either need to do one or two things and maybe both. You need to either slow it down or downsize. I always start oh, like change a little... the change what you're throwing in the first place. You yes. Know, the, yep. The whatever you have live bait or whatever lure mm-hmm. kind of your kind of lure you're throwing. Okay. Yes. Yep. Yep. So, if a lot of times I like to start with a little bit bigger baits, and you know if I'm fishing more aggressive and whatever, and I'm not getting any like, it helps a lot on clear water when you can see the fish. Like if I see sure. a bass and I'm fishing fast and I'm you know kind of cast and past them and I know they haven't seen me yet because I got the you know polarized sunglasses and it's a clear day and I'm far enough out sure. that I saw the fish I know he doesn't know I'm here yet right and I cast past it and I'm moving it fast and he doesn't want anything to do with it because it was moving fast or he like kind of turned towards it to be like what was that but didn't really chase it yeah then you're like okay probably too fast or was I you know too big of a lure and then you downsize and most of the time, from my experience, is you just got to slow it down. Sure. If I'm trying to fish aggressive and nothing's giving me the time of day, then I slow it down. And slowing it down works. It's yeah. my favorite. <laughs> I, love, I love fishing slow when I know where the fish are. You know, fishing sure. slow when you're not sure, that can be kind of tedious and stuff. But when you know where the fish yeah. are, it's yeah. it's it can be fun. Sure. Sure. Yeah. That, that makes a, that makes a lot of sense. Again, back to the aggressive thing, right? Like covering a lot of water, it may feel productive, but in the end it it may not be. So don't, don't get set in it. I think is like one of the bigger things you're saying right now is like the best way to be an adaptive fisherman or like the best way to catch fish is being adaptive and don't get stuck with an idea in your head because that's probably going to get you stuck. Like, Right. It's going to get you stuck in a rut more likely. Yeah. And uh, also, like, if you are fishing aggressive, you know, talking about those changing the baits, it might not even be a size thing. It might be a bait altogether. If you can fish pretty fast and then, like, switch to, like, a more subtle, you know, style. If you're you're fishing, you know, say, like, a... really fast vibrating, you know, 
or like maybe a little bit more aggressively vibrating uh, like mm-hmm. crankbait. Sure. And they're not really giving you the time of day, even though crankbait's one of the weird exceptions to the rule. Like even if you're fishing aggressively and it's moving hard, mm-hmm. you could still catch fish on them. It's weird. Like even if they're not in a good mood, it's like something about a crankbait can like piss them off or something where they're just like, <laughs> not today. You know, and then they just, <laughs> and then they charge it. And sure. you're like, well, I still caught it, whatever. But like just changing to something more subtle, you know, putting on, okay. a, you know, just a swim bait that has like a kind of a, a free flowing, slow moving tail. Cause the, there's difference in swim baits too. If it has like a paddle tail, sometimes, you know, like a curly tail grub is a, is a slow, like a, it's, it's like a faster vibration, but it's not as hard thumping. You know, oh, okay. so that might be, you know, where it's more subtle because the okay. the fish have the lateral line and they can feel that. So if that hard thumping's not working, maybe something a little bit like of a, okay. of a different frequency is probably a good way to say it. Yeah. Yeah. No, that is a great way to say it. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. Interesting. So, so short, yeah. short of having. Oh, sorry. Please continue. Oh, no, that's that's pretty much. Oh, okay. Uh, yeah, because what I was going to say is, uh, obviously, you can see it with with the pros, and you know, they're yep. they're sponsored, and um, they've been doing this for how many years? They have you know years of gear and stuff on the floor of the boat, and you can you can see that that it's just like stacked to gear. That's and then they'll change to whatever they see in the conditions, and. We already talked about, we already sort of talked about, we got to the conditions, right? We can get into it a little bit more. But my question is, is without having a huge tackle box, what is, what is being prepared to adapt look like to you? Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I would say just obviously one bait is probably not going to get it done. You know, a mm-hmm. spinner bait is a pretty versatile tool because you can, mm-hmm. depending on the blades and stuff, you can burn it fast. You can cover a lot of water with it. You can mm-hmm. slow it down and fish it slow, you know, depending on the blade size and stuff. Okay. Um, you can kind of let it fall and stuff. It's the same thing with like a, a lipless crankbait. You know, okay. you can burn it real fast because it just vibrates. You can slow it down. Uh, you, they use them ice fishing, man. You can just vertical jig them. Oh, so there, right. there are, yeah, you can slow them down. You can, you can make stuff like that, but I would say like, just try to really get your, your speed down. Um, if you have something that's a little bit more aggressive and then something mm-hmm. where you can slow down, like if I had like a, a crankbait on one rod, even if you only had one rod, if I had a crankbait and then yep. something like a weightless fluke, or even if I did, you know, mm-hmm. that's an easy one where it's a weightless fluke, uh, mm-hmm. which is basically like a minnow shaped soft plastic okay. and then the hooks, you know, to use those. And then the weight yeah, weights are something that's super versatile where you can just be like, you can take it off or you can put it on and they're two different baits. It's super easy to oh switch that up. Yeah. And I never so thought about same, that. Yeah, so that so much same sense. bait, just a weight. You've you've got two separate setups with just yeah. one weight. Yeah, you've and and a weightless two. fluke. Yeah, it's hard to it's hard to explain it to a like a listener, but a weightless setup on a fluke 
is going to be very slow moving. You kind of like pop it and then it'll just kind of like fall, you know, because it's there's no weight. It's just a hook. So and mm-hmm. depending on the, the bait you choose, the fluke you choose, some of them are more buoyant than other. So you just kind of mm-hmm. like pop it and then you let it die and it'll fall. And a lot of times it'll hit on that fall. Well, if you have that weight, you pop it and it goes down fast. So it's like that okay. same bait, but you're fishing it more aggressively. Oh, so that again kinda, to the speed thing that you're talking about at the start of this topic. Yeah, but it's just a yeah. different way of achieving speed. Exactly. Yep. Yeah, because that same nice. bait, they might want to eat that fish, but it's moving too slow or it's moving too fast. You find mm-hmm. that right speed and the right cadence, Sure, you could kill it. And sometimes it's only going to work that perfect amount because the pressure and whatever's all lining up where you only have that window for like an hour. Oh, and everything's wow. killing it. And all of a sudden I can't get in a bite. Like yeah. And you're wow. just like, what the fuck, dude, this was just working. And that's one <laughs> of those things where you just have to, you being adaptive to is not being like married to what you're doing. Like mm-hmm, this mm-hmm. was working. I don't know why it's working now, but I, I can't mm-hmm. keep doing this because it's not working, you know? Yeah. Yeah. So you have to, you have to change it, but yeah, like, a. I'd say try to get something that you can fish a little bit faster, something that you can slow down, like a, a, a worm. I use the example of a fluke, but you can use a worm. You know, they have like the ribbon tail like, worms. Oh, okay. uh, yeah. Those are a little bit harder to fish weightless because of the fall rate and whatever, but that's. But if you have thing. the weight already, right? I mean, so far you've right. really said like, what'd you say? A crank, a lipless. I think you said like a lipless crank, a fluke, a yeah, weight. Like, yeah, like, like a lipless so crankbait. So far, it's not or, a ton of stuff. Right, yeah. A lipless crankbait or like a spinnerbait. And obviously, there's differences in spinnerbait qualities and stuff. But you can go. They have dollar spinnerbaits at Walmart. And they really? work. They're not bad. They're, they're just way higher quality, way better bearings and stuff. They might not last you as long is a big part mm-hmm. of it because they're made mm-hmm. with like shittier quality uh, components. Right, and then uh, you know, different hooks or whatever. If you're fishing in Florida and you buy a dollar Walmart thing, the you know thirteen pounder you got a chance of hooking into might snap that thing right in half. But in Minnesota, <laughs> you're probably not going to have to worry about it. Um, right, right, right. <laughs> but so you got really, I mean, if you're talking bass fishing, kind of that slow, and then that fast, mm-hmm. and that's all I would say you really need. To try to figure them out. There's a lot of different versions of that slow and that fast. And Mm -hmm. I mean, there there are like extremes to the slow too. With the cold that we're talking right now, like a suspending jerkbait and stuff. Like that Mm -hmm. would probably help a lot too. Because if you're having a real hard time and you can't get anything to bite, but you know that the fish are there. Mm -hmm. I'm not kidding. Some of the pros will like pop that thing, pop, pop, and let it sit there. And they'll count to like 30. What? Uh-huh. Just they will not sit. move it. Just let it sit there for 30 seconds. Because that fish just spending, suspending there, sitting there, is like that small mouth that's waiting there is like, I'm not interested. I'm not going to eat it. Five seconds later, it's just like, it's, it's still there. I'm not, I don't. <laughs> and then like 20 seconds goes by and it's just like, I mean... It's almost stupid not to eat it at this point. It's a free <laughs> meal. You know, <laughs> it's like something, something like that is going on in their heads and it works. Right. 
<laughs> That's so funny. I love it. <laughs> I just, I love the fact, I love that thought. Just that the fish is like, I mean, if you're going to, you're going to make it that easy. I guess I'm just going <laughs> right. to go do it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, this he's clearly whatever's wrong with that guy. He's not going to make it anyways. I mean, I wasn't feeling like murder today, but I'm doing him a favor, I suppose. So, <laughs> Right, right. Putting it out of its misery. So that's, that's you know, that's how this is going to work. I'm a good guy. <laughs> <laughs> and I, so, yeah, you're, you're talking about bass. I guess some of that could probably apply to walleyes, I'm guessing, too, or pike, those more. Oh, yeah. I mean walleyes are even like more of an extreme it's like the same thing where like you might have to downsize to crazy amounts like sometimes when you go fish when you go in the in the bait store and you're like looking through all the terminal tackle and you see the hooks and all the weights and stuff and you see the really tiny hooks Mm -hmm. those a lot of times aren't for panfish those are walleyes because they're like oh yeah you gotta you gotta really make everything natural and not spook them and stuff on certain Mm. days Mm. Other days you can okay. fish just like anything else, you know. Uh, right, right. Fish in a more aggressive jig with a hard thumb and paddle tail, and like the same lipless crankbait will work oh. for mm-hmm. walleyes and stuff too. You know, those sure. the weightless flukes not so much. It's just okay. something about those with the walleyes not normally working. I don't know why. Huh. But yeah, I don't know. Either. Yeah, it's <laughs> it's it's a lot of the same stuff. Um, with panfish too. Panfish are mm-hmm. a little bit different, but I mean, yeah, it, it all comes down to a lot of research before you do it too. Again, you know, yeah. we've talked about other things on you know other uh, types of fishing and stuff on different episodes, but it's mm-hmm. it's a lot about learning what those fish do and why they do it, and if they're right. doing one thing and you're not getting them to bite what might get them to bite try to figure that out yeah i'm telling you adaptive fishing having to be an adaptive fisherman and do this stuff it's almost better than having a good day you know when you do figure (laughs) it out because having an awesome day and being able to be like i killed it today is cool but having a shit day for like the first two hours and then figuring it out and still like catching your limit is just like hell yeah especially when there's other anglers rewarding right just the reward yeah i'm not yeah yeah, not trying to be like ah i got it all figured out but i've had moments (laughs) where like i went down to the river and i'm just fishing from shore and things aren't working and i go Uh to like the i tie on like the tried and true like old school baits and they're all fishing oh, with different stuff okay. and trying to like bounce off the bottom or whatever. And I'm just like casting yeah. out the old school MEPS inline spinner and like catching fish after fish and just having <laughs> like, yeah, dude, I remember like, I'm not going to call anybody out. I mean, it's not really calling them out, but there was a, there was a guy that we went to high school with one time that was mm-hmm. going to college up here at St. Cloud. And just randomly, I ended up running into him on the river. And he's been okay. out there fishing, and he's like, they're not biting today. And as soon as he said that, sometimes that can give you a tip. He says, they're not biting <laughs> today. Point. All I do is look around at everybody else, and I'm like, well, they're all fishing this way, so I'm going to try something different. And 
sure enough, I try something different, and like I'm talking right. cast one, I catch a fish, and he's like, "What? The no hell? way!" And then dude. I catch, yeah, and then I catch like four <laughs> more fish as we're sitting there, and he's like, "Yeah, they really like what you're throwing," and it's like, "Well, because they don't like what you're throwing." <laughs> All I did, which you know, it's nothing special. All I did was took your cue at yours not catching anything. Right. You've been watching other people not catch anything. I just yeah. went a different way than everybody else did and it worked. Right. Yeah. No, that's a really, really good point about this is like not only <laughs> know the fish and whatever, because that was the thing that clicked with me just a, a few minutes ago was like, know the fish, know kind of what they want and have option one, two and three already on the table. Like that's how it set into my brain was it was just like, know the fish and say, okay, I'm going to start with this. I'm going to go to that if it's nothing happening. And I'm even going to go to that one. Like option C is even there if I'm not getting bites on one and two. And you just said the, uh, read your surroundings. Like that's sort of what you said, but read your human surroundings too. Like if you can see other people, you can talk to other people, read it, just go for it. And and look what happened. (laughs) Be adaptive, adapt to the situation. Yep. And don't let that bite you in the butt either. Like, don't assume you know what they're doing by looking at them. But when somebody says they're not biting today, then you're like, okay, so what everybody else is doing is not working because you've been watching too. But if you just show up to a place and you don't see somebody catching fish and they're not like right next to you, don't assume that they're not catching fish because some people like me, Mm -hmm. when I'm fishing and I'm catching walleyes and stuff, I'm not holding it up and yelling like Mike Iaconelli. I'm putting it in the live well. I'm not letting you know that I caught it because I don't want you coming over to my spot. <laughs> right, right. Yeah. The whole keep just, your distance thing out yeah. on the lake. It's like, sure, afterwards we can go sit at the bar and have a beer and I'll tell you what I did and where I was. But I'm don't just fucking stay out of my spot. I'm here now. Don't come close. Yeah. Right. And even like at the boat landing, you know, a lot of times you go out there and somebody be yep. like catching them. And sometimes, like, my dad's one of those guys is just like, nope, not really today. Mm-mm. And we'll have, like, a full live well. And <laughs> and But I'm the kind of guy that just be, like, catching them and just be like, yes, yeah, I did. Caught a lot. Yep. Fishing's good mm-hmm. out there. Yep. And then they'll just be like, how? And, you know, I'll just, I'll tell them. Sure. This lure, I'm going to not give you the exact location. This lure, right. I was, like, over on that side of the lake. Mm-hmm. You know, very vague. I don't know. Maybe I'll tell you. It depends on the day. You know, I don't. Oh, yeah. If I know I'm going to be out there like later that day or whatever. But mm-hmm. yeah, I don't. Right, right. Like if you're going in for either. lunch <laughs> and then you're going to plan on being back out on the lake and whatever, like yeah. then, okay, because I'm going to try to get that spot again. I don't want someone sitting there. Like I, right. I get it. I get the, I just don't like the, the idea of just like completely protecting everything you know we've talked about that before it's not it has nothing oh, to do yeah. with this topic i'm not gonna drag it in <laughs> right Sorry. right but yeah no totally but I, that's a, that's the whole thing is trying to be adaptive and if you get information because somebody can help you out that's super cool but yeah. know that sometimes you have to figure it out on yourself or on your own because right. some people are super weird and dumb and won't tell you anything because they're just like i'm not going to tell you anything and it's just like well how did right. you learn Right. But somebody told you. you right. Know, yeah. Yeah. It's no, just, or exactly. you read it in, in Fisherman with a bunch of people that were w- willing to tell you stuff, you know? Right. Just like we exactly. are here trying to help, you know? 
Yeah, yeah, exactly. Exactly. That is like one of the, the whole things. It's like, that's why we did Relay FTV. That's why we started. Just because yep. we don't want to just yep. sit here and like hoard information. We want you yeah. to go use it. Like, hey, listener, yeah. we're going to put this on the internet. Come join mm-hmm. us every other week and we're going to try to tell you more shit. So you keep fishing. Like, it's yep. pretty fucking cool. Yep. Yeah. So, and a couple. Oh, oh go yeah. ahead. No, no, no. Cause I was going to, I was going to cut into a uh, sort of winding this down. What were you going to say? Oh, I was just going to say from like a, a sheer, uh, just like gear standpoint too. Like if you're out in the boat fishing, be prepared for adverse conditions is another part. Like not just the mm. cold or whatever, like, yeah. If you don't have enough layers, I can't tell you the amount of times where I've heard that it's supposed to be a nice weekend. Mm-hmm. So I only bring a sweatshirt and then I'm waking up in the morning. It's like 40 degrees and I'm like, I really wish that I would have bought more because driving across the lake, <laughs> sitting in one spot when it's 40 and cloudy and there's no sun, you're like a sweatshirt, I guess is okay. But when you drive right. across the lake, you're just like, oh, I really wish <laughs> I... Would have brought more gear. hat and some gloves. This is fucking mm-hmm. freezing. Yeah, there's been some times where it's, you know, you just wish that you would have been like, I should bring this just in case, you know? Yep. And instead, yep. you're just out there freezing. But you go through it. But, man, I tell you, it make your day a lot better. And right. with the wind, too. The wind will cut right through you. But, like, with your boat, too, they make, like, drift socks and stuff. Like, if you know what you plan on oh. fishing, say, you know... If you're fishing for walleye and you know that the time of year and what you're doing Mm -hmm. and even bass, it can happen where they're like up on the flats. So the flat is like, it'll be like a big area of like one depth and that's where they're at. They'll be like up on the top, just kind of roaming the flats. They won't be in one spot. So you got to, yeah, exactly. And you're trying to cover more water and stuff. If the wind is strong, it's going to push you across that flat and you're going to get going super fast. But they have wind socks that you can like put on your boat mm-hmm. and they go into the water and mm-hmm. it like increases the drag like crazy. On oh. your, like, so it slows you down because you're just not a boat being pushed across the top of the water. Right. The wind is trying to push you with this sock that you're dragging through. Right. Right. And it's not an anchor where you're like pivoting around it. It's literally just a like a drag mechanism, I guess. Like you you said, the best it could be said. Yeah. It's like a parachute for the water. Yeah. 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 That's perfect. Yeah. Yeah. And it's just slowing you down, you know. So it's stuff like that. Like if you know that it's going to be windy and you're going to be out there and you think that hey, this is perfect. I'm just going to let the wind push me across this flat. Mm-hmm, well, you might mm-hmm. go across that flat pretty darn fast, depending on what you're dealing with. So it's just sure. stuff like that. Just trying to be yeah. prepared for any scenario is what makes you a better adaptive fisherman. And that's why yeah. all the professionals have so much gear because they pretty ha- much have something for everything. You know? <laughs> right, right, right. <laughs> yeah, for sure. Because if they're not, if they're not, in a tournament, they're probably guiding on the off season and the not tournament season, I guess, right? Like, yeah, there's just, a lot of people that are, yeah, guiding yeah. or just trying to like learn about the lakes too. Some of those guys are out there mm-hmm. like not even fishing; they're just driving around with their maps, trying That's to true. figure everything out. 
And that can be a pain in the butt too when it's a super windy day. Because if you're bouncing and moving and stuff, your transducer's not reading stuff quite right because you're moving all over the place. And sure, you know, there's just a, there's a lot of stuff that just being prepared for what's to come will help. Yeah, immensely. which is actually what I had as like the alternative. Like, I was like, what does it mean to be a prepared fisherman, right? But I I liked the word adaptive because I wanted to talk about how. Because being prepared is just like, oh, get as much gear as you can or whatever. It's kind of like where that right. road ends. It's the adapting part that is interesting and that you can actually learn from and 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 like have that. And I'm glad you said the gear because that was something that came up and I forgot to put it in the notes. But like you personally, gear wise, like layer up. <laughs> yeah, layer up and rain rain gear. Rain, rain gear. gear is a huge part because you can have yeah. a downpour come through. You don't have to leave the lake. I mean, it's up to you. You don't have to leave the lake when the storm comes through as long as there's not a bunch of lightning. Right. Sometimes for the most part, it's just water. You just got a downpour. Yeah. And if you don't have the right gear, that's like you're getting off there. But you have a raincoat. All of a sudden, you have the lake to yourself. <laughs> <laughs> and hopefully, you also have the, the, the fishing gear and ability to adapt to that. And now you're out there on the lake by yourself. Right. In a, yep. in a storm where the fish are probably going to go nuts. Like, yeah, yeah. This, I mean, there's a good chance. Like I've, unless it's like a super cold rain on a real shitty, like spring day, mm -hmm. most of the time when it's raining, like the fish are still biting, maybe not better than they were before, but like just as good. Mm -hmm. And then you come in from, you know, a day out there and, uh, <laughs> for sure on a on a rainy rainy day mm -hmm. the light is less and oh right lower light conditions always help for fishing sure it's just you know they'll they'll become more aggressive if the light conditions are lower okay and i've had other people you know you come off the lake and they're just like i saw you out there you just you don't care huh it's just raining <laughs> it's like i had a raincoat on man it just <laughs> it really didn't change much you're like you see the shirt it, it's still dry <laughs> i am 100 percent dry man as long as you don't mind that like noise of like water hitting a tarp you know right. in your ears right you're fine dude you're gonna be good <laughs> <laughs> so the the thing that i kind of wanted to bring bring the topic to a wrap and if it keeps going cool but the whole thing to me is you you gotta you said all this stuff of adapting and that but what if you're getting ready to go on a weekend like what do, what do, would you pack it was it just read the weather again i mean you know you're let's just say you're going four hours north is there is there a special like way to pack for a trip that you can adapt to what's going on even if you have even if you just know you're going fishing you don't necessarily have a fish in mind or would it be best to prepare for a specific species i think being prepared for a speci specific species would mm -hmm. help you a lot because mm -hmm. then you know which gear to bring you know because if yeah. somebody's like i really want to go fishing for crappies this whole time uh -huh. and you bring your bait casters and stuff to ah, you know go bass fishing obviously you're going to be kind of 
shit out of luck or you have big, (laughs) you know, like three hooks or larger where they're, you know, decent, Mm -hmm. you know, inch and a half shank on a big hook. Right. Yeah. For a a big worm. Mm -hmm. The crappie's probably not going to eat that. Like, right. You got a chance at getting them to bite it, but you really got to kind of know what you're doing. So, I mean, if you have the space to grab everything, of course, Normally, grab I, everything. <laughs> yeah, that's what I do is grab everything. And then I let the person say what they want to do. And then I'll grab, you know, just that to bring with us, you know. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Or like if I even, I guess it's a good example of like going to a river. I'll okay. have our, all my gear and stuff. And when yeah. I get there, you know, if I got a good idea of if it's a river I haven't fished before and I don't know what's in the river even. Okay. And, I, and I'm like, well, I think it's probably smallmouth. I'll just grab my gear for smallmouth. And mm-hmm. the nice thing about that is like a, the gear for smallmouth, uh, especially on the river, is the same gear that I'm using for walleye. Mm-hmm. And the spinning rod I can, you know, use for panfish too. Right. The line might be a little bit heavy, but I'd be able to switch it over, you know. So that's a big okay. part, I think, is probably, you know, spinning gear. If, if you don't know what you're going for, Spinning gear can get it done with almost everything. Yeah. Bait casters are pretty mm-hmm. species specific or technique specific. Okay. Where I could fish the same bait with a spinning rod mm-hmm. that I would fish with a bait caster, but the other way around, not so much sometimes. Mm hmm. So, but the, yeah. And then you could also pull in, you know, crappie too. So get a medium tackle box and, and be ready for. Get yeah. a medium-sized tackle box that won't take up a ton. Because that's kind of where I was going with it. it right. You know, it's like you have limited space. You got to load up the car and you got four people in the car, right? What What do you yeah. do? And yeah. I think you said it. Sort of be prepared to catch something. Right. But if and you want to catch sh- everything, yeah, and for spinner's sure. super versatile. Start right. first. <laughs> yes, exactly. The, the spinning reel is super versatile. But really do your best to try to figure out what, you or whoever you're fishing with are trying to catch, you know, because mm-hmm. yeah. having live bait is a is a fantastic tool if you're trying to have, you know, like a fish fry. I I wouldn't uh. suggest using live bait just to catch and release, just to catch stuff because mm-hmm. with live bait, it's a real fish. They they're liable to swallow it because they're when they eat it. They know that it's not fake. They're not going to spit it back out. They're going to swallow it because they know ah, it's a real fish. Right. So you can do a lot of damage to a fish fishing live bait if you're just trying to throw it back. So gotcha. I wouldn't suggest that. But if you're just trying to have a fish fry and you're just trying to catch fish, you know, trying to have the right bait for the job is a huge part. Yeah, you know, sure. Crappies, crappie minnows. <laughs> if, <laughs> if you're trying to fish for walleye, a crappie minnow might do the job, but you're probably going to have a better luck with a bigger minnow or like a jumbo leech, you know, stuff like mm-hmm. that, where mm-hmm. a jumbo leech is probably not going to catch you a crappie. Right. It's just not really their thing. So each, right. you know, fish has its preferred bait and trying to figure that out beforehand. So you have the right bait too mm-hmm. is, is a huge part of yeah. being adaptive before you go out there because maybe the live bait doesn't work but at least you know you're using the right stuff where sure you know if you go out there and you have little tiny leeches and somebody says 
we're fishing for crappie and you're like, I guess I'll try it. And you don't catch anything for a while. You're like, well, I, is there a bait shop we can find someplace? Cause I'm pretty sure the reason we're not <laughs> catching anything is because we're using leeches. <laughs> right, right, right. It was, so something I thought of while you were saying that is if you're walleyes, crappies, whatever hooks usually don't take up a lot of space, <laughs> you know, cranks, right. uh, spinners, you know, things like this They're they take up a lot of space in, uh, in a tackle box and wherever they are, they take up a lot of space, but would, would you be able to pack in the same hooks or could you even reuse the same hook with just a different live bait? If you were going for fish fry and you were like, walleyes oh, yeah. today, crappy tomorrow. I, cause yeah, I don't for know the sure. answer. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. You could for sure. Yeah, um, sweet. there's different styles of hooks, so there's different shapes and stuff. So different hooks excel at different ways of fishing. Sure. But of for sure, when you're using live bait, um, the different, the smaller hooks can definitely, I yeah. use the same hooks when I'm bobber fishing, whether it's a leech or okay. a crappie minnow. Because uh -huh. that's the panfish let you get away with stuff a little bit better. Sure. sure. You know, so you don't have to you don't have to finesse them like you do with the walleye sometimes. Okay. But the, especially like when a crappie is spawning, they're they're not bright fish, man. They just sit there <laughs> like you can watch them. They'll just like swim up and kind of stare at your minnow and then just like suck it in. Sometimes spit it back out. Okay. They don't even seem to be hungry. You don't see that happen with walleye, like through the ice hole, maybe. Mm -hmm. But when you're fishing in the, in the spring or summertime, mm -hmm. that just really doesn't happen where they come up. And I mean, it might, but you don't really see it like you do with the, the crappie and stuff. Like you don't oh, have sure. to finesse in the same way. So you can definitely get away <laughs> with it. Like that's that's a good point. It, it, you know, it, bring the stuff that you would need to catch a walleye, you know, kind of key it up to that mm -hmm. like make sure the hook's right and mm -hmm. and that it's finesse enough if you need to do it for walleye mm -hmm. and then if you decide to go crappie it's gonna work sure know? yeah as long as the hook's not giant but <laughs> the hook isn't normally very big when you're fishing for walleye so yeah yeah that's that's kind of what i thought what i've picked up on on the little bit of walleye fishing that we've done that i've done is that i mean their mouths aren't that huge typically you know Look, a crappie's right. got a big mouth on it. Actually, when you look, yeah, and it's and it's a hundred percent the way they eat too. Oh, like okay. a, a walleye will kind of just come up, and sometimes they'll bite it, and they won't actually like eat it. They'll just kind of like bite it, and they they almost like play with it. Okay. So that's that's why sometimes too, where you see the walleye fishermen, if you ever seen them like uh, dragging, like a lindy rig. So a lindy rig is a weight, and the line goes through. And there's a, like a hook and there's a different, you know, you could set them up a different way, a bunch of different ways, but there's like a leech or a minnow on this hook. And mm -hmm. when you feel some little biting, you can just open your bale and let the fish take it because the line actually goes through the weight. So it's not feeling any resistance. Oh, so with a walleye, nice. you know, when you feel that bite, a lot of guys will open the bale and they'll count you know, to 10 or whatever before they close the bale and try to set the hook. Wow. If you're fishing with a bass or a crappie, mm -hmm. the moment you feel something, you set the hook right. because of how they just suck it in. Right. It's in their mouth when you feel it. Yep. So go, hook that yeah, lip and go. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Not always the case with walleye. 
that was one part that I had to be adaptive to when I <laughs> like <laughs> where it was just like you would feel you it, learning. you'd set the hook and you'd just be like, damn it. And they're like, right. uh, yeah, they don't always eat it right away. And you're like, yeah, I keep losing my bait. They're like, yeah, because you didn't have the hook in his mouth. He just had your bait in his mouth. Oh, almost like they'll just kind of take a couple bites on it to. Yeah, get, like almost... before they get the hook, right? It's just like, yeah. oh, here's the tail and then another yeah. bite and then another one. And there's the head and the, yeah, and bam, right. got it. Yeah, it's like they want to eat it, but they're not just swallowing right away with like the other fish. Right. They'll bite it a couple of times and kind of like slow it down and and then, you know, pull it in. It's almost like they're more of a of a hunter versus sure. just a big I don't know what do you even call the other ones, inhaler. Yeah. <laughs> just gone. Right, yeah. An inhaler of food. <laughs> yeah. You reminded me though, we've been working on it. I think I I no, I definitely said that crappie video from last year. It's going to go live by crappie spawn this year. So we better get on that shit. <laughs> yes. I think I got the edit pretty tightened up. Anyways, don't want to get too far into that. But hey, we have video. We have video, guys. It's, we it's have true. Video. And the we weather have might have bought us an extra week, but we have video. <laughs> I know. We got lucky. <laughs> so yes, look for that coming in the near future over on YouTube Real AF TV. Remember, you can look us up. We got the video podcast over there if you're listening to it on a different one. But that was not where I wanted to go with this. I didn't want to rant off on a, like, hey, here's a plug. But I just, when you talked hmm. about the crappies, it just made yeah. me, oh, yeah, because I've been editing your, the crappie footage and it's it's pretty oh, crazy. Dude. Totally get it. Yeah. So, it, yeah, it, it was the whole mouth thing because some, like, you hold them like bass almost. It's like. Oh, oh for sure. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, they you'd lip them just like a bath. They bath you lip them just like a bath. <laughs> no, you 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 hold them up just like a bass because they have a very similar mouth. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where the crappie almost has like more of an underbite though, like the bottom sure. lip comes over yep. the front top, yeah, lip like a, a bulldog, little bit more bulldog style. Yeah, looks like them. What is it, Meeker? that's freaking roadrunner what the fuck was i yeah me me <laughs> he does he does just kind of beep though like you yeah yeah <laughs> it just starts it's kind of slow and then starts up ah <laughs> 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 uh, anyways that's a that's a weird way to Hey. <laughs> because I, I didn't I didn't have any more, but because I wanted to I really did want to talk about the like limited space. You know, I wanted to keep it tucked in because in the end, adaptive fishing is prepared fishing. Yeah. But uh, again, adapting is is the interesting topic and being being prepared to adapt is what is why I wanted to end with the trip like the sure. conversation of the trip is like being prepared to adapt. And I really like how you said the, like the live bait thing. Cause let's just say you don't want to spend a lot of money, right? Like you're going on this trip. That's enough money as it is. Okay. Got a live bait budget, a food budget. What I bring with for gear is what I want to stick to. So if we're going to the shop, we're going to get live bait and to be ready to adapt to that. It's like, Oh, hooks, hooks. Right. Load up on the hooks. Yep. Couple different kinds of hooks. Have a have a spinning setup that's a nice, you know, in the middle. 
like mm-hmm. an eight pound test is going to be able to land pretty much anything in Minnesota. Sure. And if you end up hooking into a muskie on accident, that's just what it is. But <laughs> set your drag properly. And I landed a 50 inch muskie on eight pound test with no leader. It can Jeez. be done. It happens. And that was with the tiny little hook for walleye fishing and stuff too. So yeah, spinning setup, have something you can fish a little faster, have something you can fish slower. Hell yeah. And then have hooks and bobbers for live bait. And that'll that'll pretty much be able to set you up for anything. And then it's fine tuning it and tweaking it from there if you mm-hmm. want to get more serious about it. Right. Kick ass. Well, hell yeah, yeah, man. I hope I hope somebody finds real real good value in this because I know I did. I I ask these questions or like I I come up with these ideas because like I don't really know. Yeah. I've yeah. been walleye fishing. I've been walleye fishing with you, but it's just like this is the opportunity to sit down and think more in depth about it. You right. know? And yep. and actually kind of learn it. So cool. Leave a comment, guys, if you did find this and then share it with somebody who doesn't know about this sort of stuff, but you know, is like really wanting to get into it because that's what we're all about. I hate to end on those sort of notes, but it's just what's coming to my head right now because having those conversations with those people in the comments of the YouTube video would be something that would happen. Um, you know, if you went over to YouTube and asked the questions in the comments, we would definitely continue the conversation there. And that's, that's why I'm ending the topic on that note. So with that, Tim, let's just get into some baseball. I just want to talk about baseball. All right. I'm not, not a, I'm not a huge baseball fan by any means. Yeah, I'm not at all, but let's talk about baseball. (laughs) (laughs) All right. That's a nice cliffhanger into the break. Monster bass is a subscription box sort of box bag i don't know but we're gonna get into it because you can help support the real af tv podcast by going to realaf.tv slash monster bass that'll shoot you over to the monster bass website and it'll let them know that we from the real af tv podcast sent you and i just thought that this was the perfect time to have this ad with the topic that we were just talking about adaptive fishing and it was sort of like have gear yes the right gear for sure Tim, does Monster Bass not help you have the right gear? Monster Bass does help you have the right gear. They set you up perfectly because they set you up with stuff that makes sense to where you live. You know, they're not giving you stuff that's too big for your lakes and stuff that you're fishing on. They're setting you up with the right gear and they're setting you up with the terminal tackle which is the bait or the the hooks and the weights and stuff to use these baits as well. If they're setting you up with a soft plastic worm, they're giving you the hooks and worms to use that stuff. So they're setting you up and they're, they're giving you very versatile equipment. Yeah. And they're giving you very poignant. Is that even the right word? I don't know. It might be. I like it though. Keep going. I feel like that's the right word. (laughs) <laughs> they're giving you poignant equipment to be using in the in the right circumstances that came out a little bit weird but you know what i'm trying to I say i do know what you're saying and that's why i wanted to bring them up for this adaptive basically what came down to being prepared yes. fishing because if they're 
giving you this versatile stuff that is very relevant to where you are and you get on their subscription service and you're doing this every month, they're setting you up for what you just described as success, in my opinion, in the fishing topic. For sure. And when we were talking about it, I was talking about getting something to go fast and something to go slow. And when I think about it, I think I got that in every box. Nice. I think I have something to go fast. I think I have something to go slow. I have the weights to fish at different speeds with different baits that they nice. gave me. Nice. So it all sets it up. So if you yourself are trying to get into this and, you know, get a little bit better adaptive or just starting and learning, or you have a loved one that you're trying to get a gift for and they're in the same boat and you want to set them up, these subscriptions are perfect no because kidding. they'll get sent not only they'll get sent baits but they'll get sent baits by people that know how to fish so you know that they're going to work and they're set up for where you live yeah. so they're giving you baits that work on the lakes that you fish yeah and if you don't catch any fish then come over to the real AFTV podcast and learn a little bit yeah. more we'll get some fish yeah or awesome hunter. dude that is a really really <laughs> good point about the i mean so you said but i'm gonna keep going with uh, it that's a uh, really yeah. good point though about that whole monster bass situation that's going on over there so if you go over to realaf.tv slash monster bass it will let them know that the real af tv podcast sent you and just help us out a little bit by doing that Again, it's realaf.tv slash monster bass to let them know that we sent you mm -hmm. from the Real AF TV podcast. That'd be sweet. And again, like Tim said, it could also be a gift to hook somebody else up that's just getting into this. For sure. Such a good gift. You have any idea how excited I would be to get that gift? Patreon.com slash realaftv is our second ad. That's right. We have a Patreon page. If you don't know what Patreon is, it is a way to join a community. Some people would call it a subscription service. Others, uh, I have heard it described as a donation place. We are not taking donations. We are not a nonprofit. We are just trying to build a fishing entertainment enterprise. Okay, I might have went a little bit too far. <laughs> to quote Half-Baked, we're fundraisers. <laughs> <laughs> We have videos that are of fishing actually being out on the water. We swear they're coming. Help mm -hmm. us make more of them by going to patreon.com slash real AF TV. Remember it's real like fish and real. And that will get you onto our page where we have tiers of what we call joining a community, what we call maybe subscriptions. But, you know, we have a dollar tier. So even for as little as a dollar, you can subscribe to the patreon page and help support real af tv and not just the real af tv podcast but what we're trying to grow into uh tim right exclusive patreon show three words we would do that we will do that exclusive patreon show you yeah that's right. three words yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we would do that we would make an exclusive patreon show does it have to be about fishing no does it have to be some random take no you just might get me and tim bsing you might get behind the scenes stuff from patreon or That's for right. patreon about what we're doing with real af tv because i got some things that i'd like to talk about 
like learning how to render 4K video faster so that the video actually goes live the same time as the audio podcast. There you go. Yeah. And like Josh said, we're not just a podcast. We're not trying to be just a podcast. There is a reason we call this Real AF TV. Mm -hmm. That's what we aspire to be. Is That's right. All media. <laughs> <laughs> and just like I started at a little extreme, we're going to end a little extreme. Remember, it's realaf.tv slash Patreon to get over to our Patreon page. And that is the best way to directly support Real AF TV, join the community, you know, have more conversations uh, off off uh, mic, off mic. That's not the right word, but we'll count it. Off air. There you go. On air, but yeah, you get it. When the mics are cold, not hot mics. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Patreon.com slash Real AF TV. Remember, real like fish and real. Thanks for the support. Welcome back to the Real AF TV podcast, a show about fishing and random takes from Atlanta 10,000 Lakes. This is the random take. And if you were just joining us on the Friday when this split comes out, you didn't hear the cliffhanger of me and Tim really aren't baseball people. But if you clicked on this, you know, we're going to talk about baseball. So that's right. (laughs) (laughs) We can do it. Which is actually part of this whole thing is if you've listened to our backlog, uh, you're probably going to hear some overlap because I bring a baseball a decent amount. Um, I think I'm from everything we've talked about so far and you know the years we've been friends is I'm I'm the bigger baseball fan but I still wouldn't call sure. myself a baseball fan. Right. So. Yeah, I get it. I get it. Okay. Yeah, we're okay. like the you know, I I totally get it cuz there's stuff that I like more than you. Mm-hmm. And I or know more about and there's no way I would say like I'm just a a fan of it, you know? Like it's my yeah. favorite. I just right. know more about it, you right? Know? So I totally get it. Okay, because uh, when when those words were coming out of my mouth, I was like, I think I sound crazy right now. <laughs> <laughs> no, so, I totally get it because it's like it's just you know like between the two of us, I probably know more country songs than you do. Right. I don't like country. <laughs> right. 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 For sure. For sure. <laughs> great. Great point because. I so so to go to go right into baseball is like I've been hankering some baseball and some beer. I got my beer out. We're gonna talk baseball. <laughs> like I've been really hankering it because I do like baseball, but baseball fans are fans, dude. Like, yeah, r- right. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I I totally know what you're talking about because some of the people that like baseball, where I'll run into them, it's like the first thing out of their mouth. How about yep. those Twinkies? And I'm just like, I, the cream fillings, all right. You know? <laughs> I prefer the original banana cream filling <laughs> to the new modern, you know, white right. traditional whipped cream sort of thing. But yeah, you know, and for and those of like, you not following along with this joke, uh, Twinkies is a nickname for the twins because we're from Minnesota. Good, and that's what you him. hear people saying to you, and you're just like, I. Baseball, and you're like, oh yeah, uh, bats are hot. Yeah. Bats are real hot. You just say something yeah. that you saw on the headline, and you move on. <laughs> exactly right, because most of the time it comes down to like weather with them. 
Uh, How about sure. them twins playing out here in this crap weather? You're just yep. like, I know it's been cold, right? It's just crazy. <laughs> yep. And you can hang in there with that conversation, and that's that's oh, about it. And I know that they make a lot of money, so that's always my go-to, too. They're like, sure. oh, I wouldn't want to play in this weather. And I just say, I would for that kind of money. And they go, you got that right. And it's all like we're best friends and I don't know anything about baseball. Yep, yep. And you totally just BS that whole entire conversation. <laughs> right, right. Which, which is why I wouldn't call myself a fan because I'm right there with you. Like when you get the people who are who are just like, uh, you know, and I'm going to use an old reference, but they're like, how about Kirby? You know, he's only hitting 128 this season so far. This time last year, he was at a 280. You're like. See that? Clearly, you know what's going on more than I do because I couldn't even fake my way through that shit. Like you couldn't even just improv what I just did. <laughs> exactly. Gotcha. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah, it's like I understand. I played like pee wee baseball and whatever, so I understand a hundred percent like what the positions are called and how the game works and everything like that. Sure. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the stats is all that people talk to you when they come up to you about. Yes. And when they start dropping stats, I'm just like, yeah. Or they start dropping names of, I barely know the people on our team. Right. And they start talking about the other people on Mm -hmm. different teams. Mm -hmm. And I don't know, like, I just know like pop culture clips. Yep. They'll just like say some like Japanese dude's last name. And I'm like, is that the guy who was talking about eating bananas because monkeys never get cramps? But when he tried to say cramps, it sounded like he kept saying crap. So he kept saying, I eat two bananas, monkeys never crap. <laughs> and then, <laughs> is that who you're talking about? Was it that no, guy? <laughs> not. That's the only guy I know that has a na- last name like that. <laughs> I don't know. I <laughs> Right, right, right. Exactly. I know he plays baseball because I saw the interview. And where he was standing and the uniform he was wearing. Right. And you're, I recognize the pirate logo. So yeah. uh, I got <laughs> yeah. that, that black and yellow P on the hat. Yes. Yeah. I still believe got this it. one, I believe this one was a bird and that still, I'm not good enough at that. Could have been a Cardinal, <laughs> uh, Oriole. I know they're the teams, but what they're, specific colors are i do not <laughs> <laughs> and then they throw in those the extra ones where it's all of a sudden it's like is that really their color or is it just pink because it's october like right <laughs> like fuck you're just i don't like, know it <laughs> doesn't look familiar but a lot of this doesn't so uh <laughs> so the pink birds i'm gonna say they're the flamingos yeah, and we're it's trying like, to get, no, that yeah. was the Blue Jays logo <laughs> right. in October. Yeah, I know, I know basketball, so I know some of like the stat, like some of what you say can transfer over. So I'll be like, we're trying to get over five hundred. You know what I'm saying? Right, right. And they're just like, boy, that would be nice, and you're just like, all right, yeah, bullshit my way through that one. I guess good enough, <laughs> you know. And then some yeah. other people I don't even try. They're just like, how about them twins? And I'm like, no baseball for me. <laughs> <laughs> you're like, I just don't know. Because you're about to talk about the left-hander that threw last yeah, night for yeah. the first six innings. And I'm just going to go, <laughs> what the fuck, man? Yeah, they're just like, oh, that closer. And I'm just like, oh, that's a pitcher, right? Like the guy that comes in to finish out the game, I believe, is what you're talking about. And then you go, but, what's his name again? Knowing full well, I don't know a single one of their names. I don't, 
<laughs> and then uh yeah but that being said i don't know if you're trying to transition to this yeah but yeah. baseball live i like going to a baseball live game dude yes a hundred percent that is exactly what i meant at the beginning when i said i've been hankering some baseball and some beer i got yeah. my i got my mallards hat on right now they are the madison version of what you got up there in st cloud the rocks yes it's just like yep. it's literally the same league the northwoods league it's this it's the same league so they play each other yeah. at some point and the minor league games are just dope man mm-hmm. like i because of what it's like going to the stadium the prices aren't outright outrageous. The food and stuff, like, it's a good entertainment, and you get set up nice. The Rocks here have, like, a a ticket that you can buy that's a little bit more expensive, but it sets you up on, like, a buffet-style line where you're just grabbing hot dogs and hamburgers, and then you get Hell tickets yeah, for dude. beer and everything. You remember that? Me and you went there. Yeah. Oh, yeah. And, oh, yeah. And, it was the best. And you had your own deck. Like, yeah, they put and we you up on a deck, to, which is really yeah. what I want to do. I just want to sit in a lawn chair and, and be entertained instead of sitting in the lawn chair and stare at somebody else's front yard. Right. And when the beer doesn't cost $10 a can, right? you can play fun games like we're going to drink a beer an inning. Yep. And then me and you go to a game where it's a pitching battle and it's like three outs, three outs, three outs. And all of a sudden we're like six innings in and they're like inning seven. And we're like, we have to get another fucking beer. <laughs> All right, man. We said we were gonna do it. We had, we said we were gonna keep up. This is going so fast. What the hell is happening? <laughs> this game is going super fast. I don't think a single person has made it to a base. This is nuts. <laughs> the idea is that baseball is going to take like at least two and a half hours. Yeah. That you can stretch this out. It'll be fine. Next thing you know, nope. It's just a pitching duel. You're like fuck. <laughs> Just like this is going way too quick, but we said we were gonna do it, and we're a man of our words. <laughs> commit, damn it, commit, commit. But yes, that's exactly that's exactly it. Is like I, I, I love going to baseball games. Like we, I want like the Mallards, the the Rocks. It's like all the all the college kids. Like they're still good athletes. They're not just oh for sure. They're not just some dinks out there playing baseball. Like it's good ball. It's still good ball. Yeah. Even even us, right? Not being baseball fans as we've been talking about, we still yeah. know that it's a good game. Oh yeah, for sure. Any I mean anybody that can launch a ball in like seven. I don't know how many different pitches there are. But anybody that has a repertoire of different pitches to throw is definitely, I mean, all the different uh, positions are athletes. Yeah. But somebody that can throw a ball that many different ways. Right. Got my respect, like, straight off the bat. And you're throwing it (laughs) accurately. Like, you might not be throwing. What's the difference between a minor league guy and a professional guy? The minor league guy his curveball isn't quite as good and it's not quite as fast, but it's still impressive. Yeah. You know, for sure. Yeah. If you were at a party and that guy chucked the ball like 80 miles an hour (laughs) at the exact spot he was trying to hit, you'd be like, God damn. Right. But in the pros, it's 10 miles an hour slower than them. So he didn't make it that far, you know? Right. Yep. So yeah, totally there. If you make it any place past high school, 
even high school athletes are athletes. But if you make it past mm-hmm. high school, mm-hmm. you're you're very talented in my book. You know? Yeah. Oh, yeah, for sure. And it's fun to watch. Like you, those people make the game uh, interesting and fun and entertaining. And it's it's right. it's a good game. It is. It's yeah. Sure. I have a baseball in field here, like nearby. I guess mm-hmm. is what I'm trying to say. There's a baseball field nearby, and we could walk over there if we wanted to. And and watch some maybe upper middle school, lower high school, whatever ball. No no offense to those kids, but it's just like I'm not gonna do that. I'm just not gonna do that. Right. Yeah. Because they may play good ball, but also remember they have to let the shitty kids play. Right, right. And every time that kid comes up, you're just like, fuck, man, this kid strike out again. <laughs> Fucking A. Right, right. Like you go to live. these amateur ones and you're just like, well, at least this guy's got a chance. Right, exactly. Yeah. And, dude, this is slightly off topic of what you were talking about, but like going back to the baseball and stuff I don't quite understand, but is also oh, cool. Yeah. Uh huh. Minor league guys have a chance at still becoming pros. Oh yeah, you know, for sure. Like the that's not so much in other sports. Right. Like if you don't get drafted in football, you might get signed undrafted, but there's not a yeah. very good chance you have you're gonna do anything as right. far as a career goes. But a minor league dude may literally just be waiting in the wings for like an injury to happen or whatever, and then they right. call him up because there's you know they're they are that good, right? There's just somebody slightly better at just doing one thing than them. Yep. Mm-hmm. But and even in that franchise the, too, did you know that? So like, mean? so now the St. Paul to to just keep it in Minnesota, so we don't get too crazy, mm-hmm. is the the St. Paul Saints are now part of the minor league system of the Minnesota Twins. Oh yeah, 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 and because there's a lefty pitcher starter on the saints doesn't mean that he couldn't go play for, I don't know the, the Florida or the Miami Marlins. Right. Oh yeah. Okay. doesn't mean that the Miami Marlins don't need that kid. What it means is there's somebody on the twins that's just better than him currently. And that the twins won't let him out of the minor leagues because they know if they need him. They want them, and they're yeah, just going to fight to keep them. And however that, that works, sense. I don't understand drafts. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> that makes sense where they're like, he's better than your guy, but not quite as good as the guy we have starting now. Right. That totally makes sense, and they have some sort of a weird contract. But baseball, that's the part that I was actually getting to, mm-hmm. is how confusing some of it is that I don't understand. Like every year mm-hmm. there's the baseball draft or whatever, Mm-hmm. And then they'll like draft a quarterback that has no interest in playing baseball that you know is going to go play football, but they draft the quarterback and you're like, oh, yeah. what? Why? You mentioned this huh? before and I'm like, what the fuck are you talking about, dude? I've never heard of this before. Yeah. Like I'm, I know so like weird. Russell Wilson, quarterback for the Seattle Seahawks, who was traded this last year to the Denver Broncos. Okay. Has never played baseball, never went to any of the teams and stuff. And he was drafted. Like, when you look at his accolades, that's one of the things where they were like, he was drafted what? to this baseball team. How does that and even And you're work? like, what the? F- I don't understand. 
And they're like, yeah, we used our draft pick to take Russell Wilson. And you're like, I don't get it. And so you like wasted your draft pick. I do. I don't know. I don't get it at all. If somebody else knows about it and they are listening and they want to let us know, you know, in the comments and stuff of anything that you're hearing this on. Yeah. Feel free because I do not understand. And I also don't care enough to Google it. Right. (laughs) Yes. That's exactly it. I want to be part of the conversation. I don't want to be right. Like one way street that Google is because yes, I don't get it. I want to have a conversation with somebody who does get it. Yes, exactly. It's like going to the game. I would like to talk to somebody who knows about it, about it, but I don't want to just research it on my own. I don't care enough to just figure out these facts. Right. You know, I don't need to have this knowledge when somebody comes at me asking about it. Yeah. Because it doesn't, you know, I'm fine with being the guy that's like, I don't know. Tell me more. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. I a hundred percent agree. And it's just like, it's just like with the live baseball is like, right. How you just kicked it in, kicked us right into it. I want to go to live baseball. I want to go to live baseball. I want to drink beer. I want to sit outside. That's what I want to do. I do not want to sit inside on a rainy day and watch the twins play in Miami (laughs) by myself. Don't care. Yeah. Don't, I don't even want to listen to it on the radio, even though that's one avenue where i could stomach it yeah you know like if i'm not watching it live if i'm doing something Mm -hmm. and it's just playing in the background Mm -hmm. and then you you know but it's just for me it's so goddamn slow yeah i i don't there's no other way to say it when i'm watching baseball even the announcers on the radio it's the top of the fifth, uh, two balls, one strike. <laughs> He's up, uh, throws a 90-mile-an-hour slider. I don't know. That's a, is a slider ever go 90? I don't know. I don't think so. That might sound Maybe stupid, Randy, yeah. But anyways, it doesn't matter. Throws it fast. He's just like a swing and a miss. Two strikes, two balls. You know? I'm going to laugh over this whole thing so that way you don't get recruited <laughs> to do baseball for somebody. And, and you're like, I don't know, man. I can't do the podcast anymore. They took my our recording night. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> because that's also the other thing, too, is like obviously the amateur baseball that we started talking about with the Northwoods League and stuff like that. They're yeah. not um, doing this crazy thing. But come on. It's like 128 games a season or something like that. A hundred... Uh, Come on. Come on. <laughs> what? It's a lot, dude. So many games. Like, I don't even follow the Twins on my Google updates. Yeah. Follow, like, I got the Wolves on there now because you got me into them after you got me more into it once you said, hey, they're in the playoffs again finally, you know? I was like, sure. okay, I'll, I'll add them to my Google feed. Got the Wild on there. Yeah. I, I, I took the Twins off because it was like every day. And sometimes, <laughs> dude, double header. Sometimes twice a day. <laughs> Right. Yeah, you're just like, what happened? Huh? What the fuck? Didn't the Twins just play at noon? Oh, yeah. I yeah. Got a ladder, seven, 7.30 game tonight, too. You're like, Jesus Christ. Yeah. Guess what? Hey, how do you tell somebody that their sport isn't that hard physically? <laughs> you have two games in the same day. You just, you just have two games in the same day. You're just like, oh. You know, and nobody okay. argues it. It's just no. like baseball players play hard. It's like, you know, not really. They train hard. 
They yeah, train. The out, they train the like out. every athlete. Yeah. They're 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 athletic. Most most of them. Some yes. of them buy their way out of that with like uh, large contracts and a heavy bat. <laughs> yes, exactly. <laughs> you know the DHs. I know that. Yeah, there you go. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> the designated hitters. As long as you are accurate at hitting a ball and you could smash that fucker over the fence. <laughs> hey. Yeah, I don't care what your workout regimen is. <laughs> right. Yeah. The pitchers, that's a different story. You know, oh, like I think geez. there is some stuff into the double headers where they're like, those, because those guys are chucking it, you know, so many oh, times. Well, they don't even pitch a, game. a full game. Like, it's like you rare, hardly ever does anybody throw a full game it's like right it just doesn't happen no and that's why the no hitters are such a big deal when it's a collective no hitter it's a it's a feat but when it's one person that throws a no hitter that's remarkable because of how many goddamn pitches that guy had to throw and not get a hit right and also think about that too is like it's not it's it's a no hitter that didn't mean he threw you know whatever three times three times nine is no, no, no fall balls. Yeah. Balls don't, don't affect your hit. Yeah. Yep. Yep. Don't forget about the ones that were outside. Yep. That weren't Mm -hmm. in the strike zone. Yep. Don't forget about the ones that like hit. And the, the third baseman was like, I bet you that goes foul. Bet you goes foul. Yep. Goes foul. Yep. You know, the catches, the plays that were thrown out at first, like you just never, you never, Right. have a number there's no exact number to that this how many throws there is it right just, exactly nobody got on base like, shit. right yep yeah it's, it's crazy it's something else man so this is something i wanted to ask you this is from the beginning so we'll get away from like a little bit of the live stuff now that we were already talking that like really wanted to start this and i wanted to ask you actually is like you said you played peewee but like I don't think I've ever asked you how much did you play because I played all the way up until high school. Okay. Yeah, no, not for me, man. I played shit. It wasn't it wasn't long, man. It had to have been like fourth or fifth grade. <laughs> Which is and... just the like American obligation. It feels like like suburban white America just plays baseball no matter what. <laughs> It's yeah, the dude. Way I was, yeah, I feel it is. And I remember, like, it was like summer practice and stuff, and you would go there. And I never really even liked baseball. Like, mm-hmm. we would just go there, and then I, we'd be doing the stuff and practicing. And I'd just be like, I just, I don't like anything about this sport. <laughs> like, I'm just not into this. And then one day, you know, they started doing like fast pitch stuff. Mm-hmm. And one of the kids got beaned in the face and it split his lip open. They had to like take him to the hospital and he had to get stitches right away. Mm-hmm. And that was it for me. I was like, <laughs> I'm out. I'm like, I don't care about this sport. I don't want to get hit in the face, dude. This like, no. And cause it was right away. It was like, if it was an accurate pitcher and I didn't have to worry about this stuff mm-hmm. and I could try to hit the ball, I'm fine with it. Mm-hmm. But you have people throwing the ball at me that are the same age as I am. And I know I'm not that accurate. I'm not trying to get hit in the face. I was just like, I'm out. I'm done. Right. I, I knew from a young it. age, like these kids can't throw that. Well, I'm not standing in front of this fucking thing. <laughs> oh my God. 
one year in middle school, we won the the whole you know summer league thing. Oh, we nice. got first place. Nice. I was my contribution was I was short, and I just watched all the pitch. I was short and I was fast. So I could watch the pitches, I could get walked, and then I could steal second. <laughs> that was my contribution to the team. Nice. There was this kid, dude. He felt like, you know, he felt like he was 6'3". He was like the Randy Johnson of the league. And I mean okay. that, like, seriously. He was like yeah, the good. Randy Johnson of the little league. I bet. I was so fucking glad he was on my team. <laughs> right? <laughs> You're just like, yes, So dude. glad he was on my team. We're I never had to heart. bat against that kid. <laughs> yeah. That's the dude. He he's got a heater, dude. It's not super oh, yeah. accurate, but he could throw it fast. <laughs> he was he was good. I, I don't I think he, he ever hit anybody, but like he was good. And that was I was I was just like eh, I, I'm glad I never have to throw again or ever have to try to hit against this kid. Right. Yeah, and ours happened at practice, dude. It was you know that oh, was like shit. well that was like before there was even games and stuff. Like I was out pretty quick. It was like they're trying to figure out who's the best pitcher, and then they're just like, and you go up and try to hit the ball when he throws it. And I'm like, uh-huh. we don't even know if he's good. <laughs> I'm not, no, dude, I'm done. I'm out. Experimenting on you guys. Yeah, just experimenting. <laughs> like, go see if you can hit whatever he's throwing. And just like, he's chucking it right at my face. I can't hit that. <laughs> I'm done. <laughs> so my my other question that I had that I've been – that I wrote down is because I've seen some baseball fields around the area. They just get taken down. They're gone now. Just gone. It's been happening. I feel like they're disappearing. And I'm just like, yeah, what, what the sandlot, where was that ever a real thing? <laughs> right. Like, did we just grow up in the nineties and that wasn't a thing. And in the seventies, everybody had 12 kids, but like you grew up right. around baseball fields. You didn't yeah. have a fucking neighborhood baseball team. Did you? No, dude. No, that was just some latchkey kid shit from weren't they like from New York? Uh the Sandlot? Yeah. Was no, I he... think that kid moved out. Well, maybe it was New York, but he was like a city kid. I think I think that's the whole story. Fuck, I can't remember okay. where they're from. But they weren't in New York. No, they were in the suburbs. I mean, I guess Right. Well, been. yeah, the suburbs. So like I thought it was like in that area. Like, you know, the sure. suburbs of New York or whatever. Yeah. I guess I can't so, yeah. remember. I don't remember I don't those location details. But because what it go, came to my head right away when you said it, and this was uh, when you said like from New York, it, right away, like the street ball shit. Like, you, oh, yeah, you're not a Nickelodeon kid. But you know what I'm saying? Like stick ball. Oh, yeah, yeah. Where yep. it's like the tops of the garbage cans are first and second base and third right. base is like the fire <laughs> right. hydrant. Like that, yeah. the kind of when you said New York, that was the first shit that came to my head. Mm, yeah, I was like, no, I'm, Sandy, I remember. Right? I remember. I mean, like, we grew up uh, in you know smaller towns. Both yeah. me and you, like you, you started off in a little bit bigger town than the one I lived but in. Still but still like, yeah, yeah, there wasn't much. I remember ours was always. Um, I lived on a cul-de-sac, so. Everybody would just like go in the cul-de-sac and then there would be just be like multiple sports. And it was just like whoever ended up coming out that day uh, then we played, uh-huh. you know? Okay, sure. So it's like someday there was like hockey, 
Nets set up. Mm-hmm. Sunday there was a basketball hoop. It was just whatever. Like you okay. just go to the cul-de-sac yeah. and you're just all playing it. Yeah. And there was baseball fields pretty close to our house too. And we never even once thought we should go to that baseball field and play. Right. That's what I mean. So, <laughs> so <laughs> I don't know, man. I guess that's just what they played over there. Yeah. No, that's what I, because it, it's always that sort of stereotype thing too. Because again, back to the stickball thing, it, it's just like, that's what you always see in, in the, in pop culture, like in entertainment, right? It's always just like, Oh yeah, we just go out and play baseball. All the neighborhood kids, we'd go out and we'd play. And then the kids in the New York in New York City, they're doing the same thing. They just have a weirder setup. And if you hit the house over there, it's a home run. And it's just kind of like So this has to be bigger towns or just because families were bigger then. Right. Like, yeah. I didn't yeah. see it. There was baseball no. around me. There's baseball culture all around me. Which is yeah. how I ended up liking baseball so much, but sure, there was never nine kids in the same neighborhood. Right? Yeah. Mm-mm. We never had any of that. That's why. That's why I'm not a hockey guy either, because we sure. never had hockey in our school. So, right. I never grew up around baseball. Well, I grew up around baseball. I just didn't get into it. Yeah. That was that's that's one that's a little bit different. The hockey I didn't get into because I never knew anything about it didn't have I, exposure basically yeah I, I had ice skates and stuff and we would do stuff on the rink but there was never a team so i never knew how to actually play sure i just do like you know your like street ball version of yeah. hockey where yep. we're just going out and trying to shoot on the goal and there's no there's no plays it's like one-on-one type shit yeah yeah no goal and then to open net just yeah right and then baseball was just one where i just wasn't into it that's the only sport where i've ever just been like no interest i don't care you're just batting like, I'm cage not doing is it. different yeah batting cage is different where i know i mean oh, I think sure it, i think it 100 comes back to knowing if the ball is gonna hit me or not i know that that <laughs> mechanical arm is not gonna throw it at my face it's not just gonna be some fucking wild off pitch oh <laughs> yeah. god you're playing dodgeball now all yeah. of a sudden instead of baseball it's a whole different game yeah, that's one thing that I always thought was weird where people talk about that stuff like with the pros. Like, would you try to hit a ball thrown by Randy Johnson? Yeah, because I know he's not going to throw it at my face, dude. I know he's <laughs> accurate. Like, I am i don't, I probably won't hit it, but I'll give right. it a shot. I'm not scared of it, you know? Right, right, right. I'm not intimidated like that because, sure, he's the best pitcher of all time, but I'm not going to be, like, shaking at the plate like, I can't believe there's no way I can't believe I'm gonna hit this. Like I'm just like, I give it my best. I'm not gonna hit it. I bet you know. <laughs> right, right. I think I'm about to watch an 85 mile an hour fastball go screaming past me. Yeah, and be completely surprised at what just happened. Everybody expects me to strike out, and I am part of everyone. There's no <laughs> losing here. I'm expected to lose if I hit the ball, even if it goes foul. People are gonna be like. Oh, damn, you got a piece of it. Right, right, you know? right. <laughs> like, I'm not scared of that. I am scared of trying to play baseball against the peewee thrower. Because even if it's not that fast, it's not that accurate either. <laughs> <laughs> right. Which, again, you you start talking about playing dodgeball then instead, which is totally you know, a thing. A small hardball. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. Instead of an, <laughs> with a kickball. <laughs> One of right. the hardest balls in play. 
Dude, and I think too, it like really ruined my psyche with that the whole thing because you didn't like you were like, oh yeah, if you get hit, it's gonna suck, right? But like the reality of like it hitting you and then it busts your face open and you have to go get stitches and you don't quite look the same for a while. You're just like, what? Dude, I didn't even know there was a possibility. <laughs> I didn't know it could like change your face. <laughs> done out. I'm done. <laughs> out of here. I'm leaving. Yeah, I've been I've been hit with enough to leave a print like you can see the stitches not really? my face thankfully right yeah no most places i think you'd be okay with it you know yeah. like it'd suck but you're not going to have to go to the doctor cuz you got split open but yeah <laughs> right 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 uh, yeah i played a lot of shortstop cuz i had a had a pretty good arm on me and you need you know you need to be oh, able yeah. to make those quick decisions i know that i know that about you i remember that yeah so i yeah i took a lot of heaters there and it was yeah you can maybe fucking have stitches just not stitches from getting hit in the fucking lip right stitches from the imprint of the ball that's yeah the stitches of the ball you can see like it's very obvious that you got hit by a baseball yeah (laughs) yeah because nothing else does that right (laughs) right (laughs) it's a very distinct like pattern i guess is the right word oh yeah yeah like that's one thing like i've always been um on the like artistic side mm-hmm. and i have drawn many a baseball i know yeah. exactly what they look like and how to draw them yeah but i've never wanted to play for some <laughs> reason i'm just like i will draw them that and that's that it. actually <laughs> was something that i thought of when i brought up this topic was how you won that one in college you won that contest in college oh yeah we started yep. i remember i was sketching mine out and i looked over and i was like doing and you just kind of turned you're like hey this is this this and this is going to be that and i'm like my idea is really really similar i'm going to stop my idea because yours is better (laughs) and and the the version that came out was so fucking sick i just knew right away it was like dude there's no way anybody's beating that and because it was it was a softball like was it was a softball trebuchet contest yes yeah and yep. yeah, your design was sick. Yeah. Yeah. Thanks, man. I, I, I definitely like for some reason it hit me right away to do it differently. Cause I've drawn so many baseballs and I was like, this is going to be a baseball and the baseball is going to have a face and it's going to be like screaming as it goes flying through the air. Yeah. And then you'll have the trebuchet in the background. Yeah. And like you had a similar idea, yep. but it, it was a really cool idea, but I don't think anybody else had a shot because I'm the only person yeah. that didn't just put a trebuchet. <laughs> yeah, 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 for sure. Like mine was because it was like a trebuchet contest. My The trebuchet was going to be bigger on mine. And like I said, when I saw yours and the just the start of it and how you had the baseball so big or so, whatever, the, yeah. so, so large and like prominent didn't take away from the fact that it was a trebuchet still like it was a trebuchet contest, but putting that ball front and center like that instantly recognizable and properly positioned to bring your eye to the trebuchet. It was just like, dude, this is the winner. I made a piece of shit. The worst, one of the worst (laughs) designs I've ever done in my life because I didn't have an idea. I just started drawing lines after that. And I was like, yeah, I don't know, whatever. 
<laughs> I just turned something in. Like one of the few times in my life, uh, in my like design school, where I just turned some shit in <laughs> right. flat out. Like, yeah, dude. And yours wasn't bad and nobody else's was either. It was just like, how do you judge 20 shirt designs that are all the same thing? Mm-hmm. You choose the one that's not. <laughs> yep. That's 100% what it was. Yeah. Because everybody else, it was like a trebuchet. And then like none of them were really that bad. It was just a trebuchet with some text. And then yep. like you said, the ball was the star in my shirt. Yep. The trebuchet with the people in the background was just different and i didn't like the people were just like stick figure outlines and i still remember i wanted to just find some people and use like the pen tool Mm -hmm. to just draw around and make the people look like people and i wanted to to look like they were like kind of with clipboards or whatever and kind of talking so i was just like i just find some people i don't want to draw these people i'll just find some people and trace around these people yeah and i found some people holding a giant remote control for like a, a remote control airplane. Yeah. And I'm just like, their remote control is now a clipboard. And then <laughs> that's what it was. So the people in the background Fuck were yeah, like dude. some random people flying a big flying remote a giant, control like, airplane. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, dude. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, so one okay so that's the way that i make a transition always i just go okay so uh, so i'm gonna work on that you give me feedback in the comments uh stickball i want to go back to stickball quick because i never yeah. played stickball but i want to play stickball first of all i don't know what they're hitting it can <laughs> it must be a wiffle ball or something because sure. to me stickball is you take that wooden stick off your mom's broom yeah, right? like this is talking '60s style. Sure, you take you take the wooden stick that your mom just got done sweeping the kitchen with, grab that some bitch quick, and you run out into the street, and that's now the bat. I, I can't imagine that a child wouldn't be able to break that stupid stick over a hard ass baseball. Right, right. Yeah, dude. I would. Did they think. just make the sticks more durable in the '60s? Like. <laughs> I don't know. Maybe it's a combination of like the person throwing it and the person hitting it aren't quite strong enough to make that combination. Maybe. You know, but I would think, dude, I don't know. I really don't know much about stickball at all. I just know that it's like a ghetto version of baseball. Yeah. And my understanding is that is pretty much what it is. It's like, it's like the street hockey version of baseball. Right. Where you have the stick because it's harder to hit, so you can't hit it as far. It makes the pitching duel more realistic because it's hard as fuck to hit the ball. Yeah. That's that's my perception yeah. of it. Well, and I always kind of thought it was like something that came about because it was like n- not all of us have a baseball bat. Right. Like most of us have broom handles, you know, like we could right. find a stick. Right. You know, so it was yep. like, and like how you were talking about, like, oh, the garbage cans are the bases or whatever. It's like mm-hmm. we just make this game out of what we can find. So right. that's why I always pictured it literally, you know, being like a ghetto version where it's just like, right, we don't have much. Uh-huh. We're making do with what we have. Right. Yeah. So, but yeah, dude, I don't, 
Yeah. Know. So I, I guess it wasn't about <laughs> the fred. It was. I wasn't supposed to be about just the fragileness. But yeah, like our understanding. Good. We established our understanding. Right. It's literally the same thing. Um, I learned about R- Roberto Clemente. I guess he's one of the best hitters of oh, all time. Yeah. You know the name. I know the name. Yeah. Yeah. Of course. Um, and he grew up playing stickball, and I was like, oh, I wonder hand-eye coordination. Dude, one of the I best they... hitters, just swinging at everything, connecting. Like, did playing with that little tiny stick I bet. make him better? I bet it does. I bet it does, for sure. Because you have to, to get that ball to go anywhere with that little stick, you have to be accurate as hell. Right. Because it's not like a baseball bat where you can just kind of connect and it'll go. Like, if you hit it, if you hit it too high or too low, it's going straight down or straight up, you know? With that little tiny stick, it's not going to go like it should with a baseball bat. The baseball bat is so much larger yeah. that if you're not as accurate, you're still going to hit it decent. But with that stick, you're not. You know? Right. Yeah. If you you're really want it, it to go off far, kilter and that ball's going to go yeah. some fucking weird direction. Yeah. If you want it to go far, you have to be accurate as hell if you're using a small stick. Right. And I, since you were more of a basketball kid, yeah. Did, was there like an equivalent for that? Nah, it was just like, I yeah. mean, like you could use if you didn't have a hoop, like the, I think the equivalent is like up to the parents, really. Like, yeah. If you don't have a good spot, you just figure out a place to put a hoop, you know, yeah. if you don't have an actual basketball hoop. But it wasn't really because basketball is a kind of a weird one. Okay. Where it's like one of the only sports you can really practice well yourself, you know? Yeah, yeah. We kind of talked moves, about that. Driving quickly. to the hole, shooting everything. Mm-hmm. And there's all you need is the ball, and you can normally find a hoop someplace. Sure. Because there, there's public courts everywhere. Yeah. You can find a baseball diamond, but you can't find somebody to throw pitches to you and hit it. Yeah. Like we said, there's you know? baseball diamonds all over the place. And like, right. Who, nobody did that around in our small towns. Like you couldn't find enough people. Right. So you didn't play. Yeah. Yeah. I don't think there's really a a version of that. There's like street ball where you can do moves that you would never see on a basketball, on a real life basketball court. Right. Yeah. But, um, you know, it's not quite the same. No, I don't think, I mean, you got, it's origin stories crazy where, you know, they were, <laughs> I don't remember the exact stats, but the, the way basketball was invented where it first came oh, out yeah. was nuts in Mexico. Like it's weird, weird oh, shit, really? dude. Weird stuff. Oh, yeah. Okay. I think I Real might know, weird. but we don't, yeah, we won't have to go, we won't go into that here. We're going to, right. but yeah, I guess I was more con- more curious about like the accuracy part of it you know like could you become a three-point was there a, like a way to become a good three-point shooter because like though clemente was one of the best ball, base all around baseball players of all time to just focus in on his batting average and say that was because he played stickball you know like he learned to be accurate at swinging a bat because right. he had a small bat at first would there be like Oh yeah, this guy's a three-point shooter because he used to play without a backboard or something like that. I don't know. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like probably I don't know. probably not. I would say 
if anything, maybe it was more like this dude's got mad handles because he just dribbled the ball 24 seven. You know, he didn't have anything going on. So he would, he didn't have a TV. He didn't have video games. He just sit right. in his room dribbling a basketball. All day. Uh-huh. Walk to the bus stop with the basketball right. in his hand, exactly. dribbling the whole time. Yeah, 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 for sure. Yep. Yeah, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Speaking of video games, though, you made a perfect transition for me because I actually really like video game baseball. I used to play yeah. a ton on PS One. Uh, okay. I've fallen off lately, but also because they're like simulators now at some point i can't remember when but i think it was a million dollars for the first person to throw a no hitter in some of the mlb the shows the original like mlb no shit yeah what the hell dude that makes me want to jump on board (laughs) (laughs) i think that's what it was somebody correct me in the comments please if you're watching this on youtube and just let me know if i'm like drop the link to like the commercials because i remember there being commercials and everything about it because they were such a simulation that they were just completely convinced that this would take forever and that they would make money by selling the game you know what i'm saying yeah. Like it's this if I tempt people to make a million dollars, I'm going to sell three million copies when I would normally sell two million it copies and I'm gonna make yeah. that money back. I mean, we just proved it right there. I had no interest until you were like, You can win money, and then I'm just like, Give me a copy of that game. I'll try it. I know right. how to play video games, you know? I like right. I'll give it a shot. <laughs> yeah. No, Dude, I love them. I still I still play them. I play this really arcadey well, one. Um well I should say it's not really arcadey because it it skirts the line perfect of what I need. Yeah, and that's okay. it feels arcade, but it's simulation enough because I know enough about the game to be like, oh, I should bring in the infield on this one because I got a man on first and I got two outs and like I kind of get that part of the game enough. Okay, to to be able to and you can do those little shifts like that, and yep. then the pitcher is still pretty free. In the sense of like, okay, here's a pitcher. They got five, you know, they got five pitches. Um, it's called Super Mega Baseball. Okay. And dude, I love it. Sounds I think arcade-y. It's, yeah, exactly. <laughs> and and it plays arcadey in in a way, but it also has all those like enough if you know about the game where you can you can get it pretty accurate to Real a decent life. baseball game. Yeah, because, I mean, as soon as you said, I know to pull in the infield or whatever, like, mm-hmm. the baseball games I've played have been, like, super old school, or the newest ones I've ever played have been the Mario ones. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Because those are, dude, all the Mario ones are dope. Like, it doesn't matter what sport you talk about. Have you played any of them? No, no. And they've been yeah. coming out on Switch, and I still haven't played them, but Strikers shit, is coming man. out, and I hear... I like. Really good things about Strikers, so I think I'm yeah. going to pick that up. I've been impressed with all of them. Mario, tennis, baseball, golf. Wow. They're all fun, and they are they are kind of like more like dumbed-down versions of all those games, but it, I think it's funner that way because you have... Yeah. Because they have, they have their like special abilities too, you know? Yeah. So it makes yeah. it... it's There's something more to it. 
Yeah, they there's don't this have extra game, like, like this extra video game level to it that someone like you is looking for. Right. Yeah, 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 where it makes it sure. not just your normal game, but there's nothing like what you said, where it's like, oh, bring it. I never even thought about that. Like, oh, bring in the infield because of the mm-hmm. circumstances like that's not a choice it's like <laughs> right, use right. your special ability and smash that thing <laughs> and try to get flying. a fucking home run <laughs> yeah, yeah. Your base get the bases loaded and then bring out bowser and destroy just <laughs> destroy <laughs> like okay i get that part of the game yes <laughs> Oh, Tim, we got to get to a baseball game this year. I think that's what this all came down to. I think that I getting think on so a too, man. get into a live baseball game, drinking beers, and just watching some good old baseball. That's in the end, that's the takeaway from this for me. Yep, dude. Just going back to that, like money, real quick, because I was oh, thinking okay. about it and I didn't say it. Like, uh-huh. could you imagine, like that, if you see somebody, you like pull up in a vet. And I'm say vet because I'm trying to be like realistic. Like right. if you win a yep. million dollars, like that's a car you could buy without going crazy. Right. You know? <laughs> yeah. But they're just like, dude, that is a dope ride. How did you get it? No, no, on the big show. <laughs> what? I got the EA Sports big show. I don't know if that's even who no, makes it. I but it's you. just like, yeah, I pitched a no hitter. First one on that game came out in 2019. I got it. Night of, went home. No, no, vet. <laughs> D- what? <laughs> you could, you won oh money for God. pitching a no hitter on a video game. Yeah, dude. It's yeah. uh, twenty twenty two, bro. Video games make money now. <laughs> <laughs> All right, whatever, dude. Yeah, Just dude. Don't. For real. <laughs> Uh, go to realaf.tv and you can see all of the stuffs, the Twitters and the Facebooks and the Instagrams and all of that fun stuff. Of course, Tim, we got to do this quick stuff at the end here because if I don't, I always feel bad about it. We could just fade out, but then we wouldn't be building the community, which we want to do with you, the listener. If you're on Spotify or if you're on Amazon or if you're on iTunes, we want to bring you all together. Patreon.com slash real EFT. Remember real like fish and real. And you can help join, help the podcast and join a community of people learning and loving fishing. And even talking about baseball too. Fuck it. That's right. And on that, I want to talk about the game again, because I don't think they do the no hitter anything anymore. I'm pretty sure people Mm. figured it out really quick. Like they figured out how to game it. They thought oh, they probably, did. Yeah, it's a video game. That's yeah, I like, and, uh, oh, yeah. Because <laughs> I think that it, they got it figured out, and they stopped doing that. Now I don't know if that's true. Or not.